Hello everyone and welcome to May. I cannot believe it is the fifth month of the year already, but I'm so happy that the weather is warming up here in Wisconsin and it's green and there's flowers and hopefully no more snow this year. I cannot say that with confidence. We never know here, but things are looking up. I just wanted to give you a heads up this month. I've got some wonderful guests coming up. Uh, our today's guest is a lovely woman from Atlanta, Georgia, and she's sharing some stories with us about taking some first steps towards our next uh, role or the next thing we want to do in our life. And then I've got a couple of women who actually, their story involves traveling. One was a solo traveler and the other one actually took her whole family took her kids out of school and her husband agreed and they all, they went through the United States and she has some wonderful stories to share that I can't wait for you to hear. And a couple of other guests that you're just going to love. So I so appreciate you listening and enjoy this episode and take care of your beautiful self. And I will talk to you soon. Welcome to the Midlife with Courage podcast. I'm your host, Kim Benoy, and every week I share stories of women just like you. Amazing women over 40 who have found their courage to live life on their terms. These beautiful women have found the confidence to take on midlife like rock stars. They share their stories to inspire and encourage you to find your courage, build your confidence, and start living every moment. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to show me some love and leave a review. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Midlife with Courage. I'm Kim Benoit, your host, and I'm so happy to have you here. I'm also very happy to have my guest here today. Her name is Lauren St. George, and welcome to Midlife with Courage, Lauren. Thank you, Kim. Glad to be here. So tell us, where in the world are you? What are you doing? Tell us a little bit about your family. Absolutely. Uh, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, um, originally from South Africa. There's a little bit of an accent left there. Just a but, little. Uh, just a little. Enough that people ask where I'm from, uh, which is nice. It helps with striking up conversations. Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm here in Atlanta. I have uh, two two boys, and in fact, my my youngest, who's who's almost a year, uh, has his birthday tomorrow. And then I have a four and a half year old who thinks he's a teenager. So we have a <laughs> lot of fun. We have a lot of fun keeping up with the two of them. I bet. Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a full life. We have uh, two dogs and a and a cat who thinks he's a dog. So there's a, <laughs> definitely a lot of uh, energy in the house. In fact, uh, our our family motto we have two of them. One is uh, the St. George's we slay dragons um, because St. George uh, was a dragon slayer. Uh -huh. uh, but the other is the St. George's we're kind of a lot because we. <laughs> We are. We're kind of a lot. <laughs> I love that you can admit it too. That's wonderful. <laughs> we do. And our friends nod every time we say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So Lauren, you are a coach and a consultant, correct? I am. And I you am. specialize in women over 40. I do. Um, I, I, I find that women appreciate the, my program and, and um, because it requires a, a fair amount of uh, honesty and vulnerability and sure. Um, we like to talk so yes we <laughs> do <does> mm -hmm. <laughs> so before we get into that and talk about that um tell us a little bit about your story you're from South Africa so tell us how did you get to this point in your life right now 
we we moved from South Africa when when I was fourteen, so I I've been here longer than I I was there. Um, my, okay. I still feel roots to that country, and I think even when we're very young, I think we we attach to things. Um, my dad's still out there, so um, you know, oh. I certainly get, get to see him occasionally, and, and we stay in contact. But uh, yeah, moved here, did high school, did college, um, and found my way into uh marketing. Owned a creative agency for a number of years. Uh, and we started to find ourselves doing a lot of work uh, with internal groups around innovation and um, and creative problem solving. And it really piqued my interest. Uh, and it, I ended up getting a master's in creativity. And when people think about creativity, they wow. typically think about drawing and painting and those sorts of things, um, which are more artistic expressions. Creativity is actually uh, the science of how we solve problems. So we all are born with it. Uh, we all have the ability to come up with new and novel ideas, um, but there are ways to to train it like a muscle, um, to become more creative, to become better problem solvers. Uh, and so I use those methodologies both with businesses and with individuals. That's so interesting because I've had people on other other guests on who are creatives, and there I do. I'm thinking of one in particular who we talked about that because that's my thought oh creative that means you can draw and paint and do all this stuff and that I can't I don't <laughs> but she says well you could teach yourself how to you could learn how to do it and that kind of fits in with what you're saying too but um, we all have to show creativity in different ways as well it doesn't have to be that so I love that I'm hearing it again <laughs> <laughs> we do uh yeah problem solving something that's innate yeah. to all of us um but the methods the methods that I use help us to really tap into that ability to solve whatever challenge someone's facing. I love it. It's just, yeah, I love that. Solving problems creatively. Um, okay, so then, so how did you get to be a coach and consultant then? What kind of led you that direction? So my my master's led me to, to working with businesses, uh, running uh, workshops, designing and running workshops where we solve big, hairy challenges. Um, and and I've, I've done that for a number of years. What I found is that, um, while rewarding and I enjoy the, the projects and I learn a lot about business and industry, it takes years, months, uh, you know, a, a decent period of time before your work ever sees the light of day. Um, and sometimes you've moved on to other things and you never hear what actually happens to a project. Uh -huh. um, so you get, you know, you get satisfaction in the moment uh, in doing the job, but you don't always see the to the results. Mm -hmm. What I found is that in coaching and working with people, I that that's compressed and so I actually see people making transformations a lot quicker and within my program which is six weeks long um, the the journey that everyone goes on is just amazing to watch and for me that's really rewarding to see those ahas happen to see people connecting the dots um, that that to me is really rewarding and so I like to do both um, because being in the business world have, helps me talk with with my clients um, and understand where they're coming from. But uh, I truly find working with individuals really rewarding. Wonderful. So do you work on like over Zoom or in person or both? Or how does that work for you? Currently, and because I launched What's Next during during uh, the pandemic, uh, I do it remotely, which is great. I, so I've worked with people across North America and it allows us to to really have a diverse group of people in my groups. So, uh, yeah, we do it through Zoom. 
Yeah. Thank goodness for Zoom. What would we be doing right now? If we <laughs> didn't have it. Um, so I love the name of your program called What's Next, because I know I got to a point where I said those exact words. Okay. You know, what's next? Now what? What do I do? So tell us a little bit about how that came about. So what's next came out of, uh, I think, again, the culmination of, of my work history, but also my mom retired early at 55. And when she was retiring, she said, well, right after she'd retired, she said to me, I wish I'd spend more time thinking about what I was retiring to versus what I was retiring from. And it made me think there has to be a way where I can help people to really think about that next chapter and to plan it because when you plan it, you're much, you're much better prepared for what might come. And in the retirement side of things, we know through research that people will have that honeymoon period after retiring. And then depression is actually a major factor for a lot of people because now life has completely changed. And a lot of people are attached to their work life and, and what that world was. And now they find themselves not necessarily with a plan or, or knowing what they're going to do next. So that's where what next came from. But I, I work with people um, across their life, um, typically when major pivots are happening. So that could be, uh, it could be career change, but it's sometimes it's, I'm an empty nester. What am I going to do now? Um, thinking about retirement, it's, it's still, you know, five, 10, 15 years away, but what does that look like? So I can financially plan for it. Um, it could be, I've gone through divorce or for some people, you know, it's, um, it's more of a mindset shift that needs to happen. But, uh, but yeah, it's usually those pivotal moments where we do question, you know, what's next. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was kind of smiling during the retiring thing because my husband just retired last fall and totally that, that honeymoon period where, Oh yeah, this is great. And now it's kind of like, I mean, he's not in, depressed or anything, but it's kind of like, Oh, he's getting a little bored. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that paycheck isn't what it was. And it's just, you know, so I totally understand that. And I get that. And, um, yeah, that's a transition for me too. I'm sure it is. <laughs> we could do a whole episode about that, but we won't. Um, <laughs> so what do you think is the most common life event that people come to you with? I would say about 50% of the people I'm, I work with, it, it revolves around career. I mean, career is a significant part of our life. And also for many people is the is the major financial piece of their life. So uh, it holds with it uh, a lot of unknowns. You know, can I change careers, not just jobs, but can I change a career? Uh, should I go after starting that business that I've always thought about and leave corporate life? Um, or vice versa, what, what would it mean to change into corporate? what are the tactics for that um so I, I you know I think or as a side hustle there's definitely we're in a you know in a world right now where most people have some form of a, a side hustle or side interest and you know what could that be so that that tends to be about 50 percent of the people that I work with uh okay. is around career sure do you find you know I'm 55 I kind of now I've learned the last few years to go with my gut like what makes me happy? What am I passionate about? And that's what I, that's why I do this podcast and why I do my essential oils. So are you, do you find a lot of people that gravitate towards that? Or do you help people kind of gravitate towards that? Or how does that work for you? Well, we know, we know that people make decisions based upon emotion first that, I mean, that's certainly part of even the marketing uh, uh, and, and advertising uh, industry understands people make decisions based upon sure. emotion. I try to help them balance emotion with logic. Um, ah. 
because I, I believe in taking big steps and taking risk, but doing it, you know, in a structured way. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that that works well for a lot of the people I work with because, you know, they come to me, a lot of them, you know, not, not knowing what's next, feeling stuck, unclear. Um, but one of the major factors within that is, is more of a, a fear of change or fear of failure. Um, and so the mindset piece is just as important. So if, if you, if you can come up with the plan, if you can see what the steps are, you can remove some of that fear and then you can take that bigger risk. So, um, yeah, I think we should always listen to our gut. Um, I think it steers us well, but then, you know, I like to, I like to try to put a plan around it to keep it safer. <laughs> so you're the, the voice of logic going, okay, that's wonderful, but let's kind of make sure that, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a Pisces, so I, 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 I'm balanced between, you know, both. I, I understand both sides of it. Certainly. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And I think that's kind of like, that's my definition almost of a coach, which is what you do. Like, okay, I've got this time to work with and, but I'm going to help you and then hold you accountable and just kind of, kind of show the bigger picture when, cause like you said, emotions were all you use the word stuck, but if I'm like all consumed with emotion and I want to do this and wait a minute, wait a minute. I love that. So <laughs> I think that's a very important job. <laughs> um, yeah. I, at the end of the day, my job is to ask you some provocative questions that help you make your own decisions. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, in, a, in a safe environment. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. So change, I had written down, you're a change facilitator and I love that. That's kind of the essence of what you do, right? Because it is. Yeah. yeah. How would people find you? Where would they find you? Do you have a website or email or how do you do that? I have all of the above. Uh, so <laughs> my my uh, website is answerwhatsnext.com. Um, and through there, you can you can contact me. You can book a call. You can sign up for my newsletter. Um, if you want to get some, some weekly tools and, and uh, thought starters um, that can help you in your life right now. So um, and then if you want to email me, I'm Lauren at answerwhatsnext.com. Okay. Easy enough. Awesome. And is it, do you primarily work with women or do you work with men too? I work with both, but I would certainly say that the majority of the, the people who find me are women. Yeah. Um, I, and, and I think that's because, um, because doing the work and getting to a place of clarity takes being vulnerable and takes being honest with yourself. And it seems to be a program that, that more women gravitate towards. Sure. sure. But all are welcome. So yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to say, I, it seems to me like the over 40 woman is more supportive of other women too. Do you know mm -hmm. I, I ask a lot of my guests this question because it's just fascinating to me because I've experienced it. It's like amazing. But um, do you feel like other women are more supportive of each other as we get older? I have, I have certainly found that. Um, the reason why I run the program as a group um, and I, it tends to be between say four and seven people. So it's still small and intimate mm -hmm. um, is because you immediately walk into uh, a community of people who are going through a similar experience. And mm -hmm. I think it's really powerful to not feel alone, even if you're working on a, on different challenges. Um, it, it offers immediate accountability. You're going to show up for yourself and you're going to show up for the people on the call. It also brings in a wealth of experience and, and expertise and ideas that allow you to think of th your problem from different angles or your challenge. Sure. Um, and so, you know, that environment, I think, fosters um, friendships and uh, and connection very quickly because people share 
um, and are vulnerable. And the more you share, the more you're going to get back. So um, I've definitely found that, that the women in the program um, are very supportive of each other um, and will continue to have um, relationships and friendships outside of the program because um, you know, we, we talk twice a week. Um, it is an intensive six week program. And so you, you form bonds pretty quickly. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, so maybe just to give us a little bit more about the actual program, like you meet on zoom twice a week. Are there exercises that you have the women do the journaling or what kind of things do you have them do to help facilitate the change in their life? Sure. There's uh each week has a specific goal that we're working towards. Uh, so the the first week is is about reacquainting yourself with yourself because you know life happens. We we take on other responsibilities. We sometimes forget along the way the things that we're passionate about and once dreamed about doing when when we were in our twenties uh, or our teen years. So sometimes it's a, you know for people it's reminding them of really what they're passionate about, where their strengths are, what they're interested in, um, and and sort of reevaluating even what their values are and, and are those serving them going forward. So the first week's really all about looking at yourself from the inside out and the outside in. Um, Scary. T- it can be. <laughs> it can be. But what I have found is that the majority of people, once they're 40 plus, have a pretty good idea who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though the first week we send, send out some surveys to you know, people that are close to you in your life and get some feedback in terms of how people Ooh. see you. Um, most people nod their heads and go, yep, I knew that. It's okay. I do that. <laughs> um, uh, and, and we're certainly not looking for, um, you know, we're looking for honest feedback, but not necessarily negative feedback. So sure. I think for a lot of people, they find that validating and um, and quite interesting to get that back. So that's the first week. Um, and so we work from, uh you know, that place of uncertainty and, and, and trying to get clarity um, through to really figuring out what your big question is, because I believe if you ask the wrong question, you're going to get the wrong answers. So, um, you know, I have found that some people come into the program thinking that this is an area of their life that they want to work on. And then within the first week or two, they shift and, and really want to yeah. focus on something else. And so we form the big question that they're then going to spend the next four weeks trying to answer. Um, then we go into brainstorming Um, all along there's activities that you're doing during the calls there's some homework Um, varies in terms of what the response how much time people put in Um, some activities you know um, speak more to some people than others or some really throw themselves in and we'll do it six different ways it's really you know up to you Um, and those activities are designed to be fun um, I really, I really want to make sure that people are engaged, that they're having fun. Um, we kind of call it serious play. Like we are, it's, it's your life. We're serious about, you know, where, where you end up at the end. Um, but we're going to have fun getting there. And and that really allows you to be creative and to access different parts of your brain um, and to come up with some new ideas, maybe some different ways. We ideate, we brainstorm, and then I help you to really whittle it down to what is what is that one or two ideas that you want to go and try? Um, and it's very important to me that you leave with a plan so that you know the steps that you're going to take it, you know, as you go out, some people start implementing before the program is even done. Um, and it's called, it's called what's next because it's, what are you going to, what are you going to do next? It's not, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, for people who are particularly feeling stuck, um, 
that allows you to at least take steps and to to break out out of that sort of uh, that place of not knowing what to do. And even if it's not 100% the right next move, it gets you on that path. It opens you up to more opportunities. Um, and, and so, you know, I believe that the way to to get motivated, to get momentum is you've got to you've got to take that step. So um, sure. it, it certainly people people leave, I think, re excited about life again um, yeah. and ready to take on the next thing. Wonderful. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. I didn't really think of it that way because if you're stuck, just just do that. What's that first step? What's the next step? And that opens mm -hmm. up to a whole bunch of new things, hopefully. And yeah, because if you're thinking, well, this is my plan for the rest of my life, that that kind of makes me feel stuck almost too. Just it's scary. Like that. It's yeah. scary. It makes it feel a lot bigger than it needs to be. So right, um, right. I really try to help people have more of like a uh, an innovation mindset which is let's let's be playful let's try things let's learn let's iterate on that idea you know let's come at it from different ways let's let's find a way to prototype it so that you don't feel like you're all in but you can yeah. test the water and see if that's the right thing for you so we, we really yeah. try to come at it from different angles wonderful I love that um so before we say goodbye um can you give us one little tidbit maybe a little hint for people over 40 who are feeling a little stuck um what would you say to them i would say say yes more um uh -huh. it can be scary but getting out of being stuck is is probably to say yes more to try different things to to have different experiences because you know like you said once you start to have action more things present themselves so um, I would say take on that sort of yes, that yes mentality and, and, and say yes to more things. Um, and the other thing that I like to say is, you know, be very mindful um, of what you allow into your brain. So curate the things that you're watching and reading and listening to, because the more positive your mindset is, the, the, the better suited you are to make a change in your life. So, yeah. you know, be aware of those things. If the, if you roll out of bed in the morning and the first thing you do is look at your your social media or the news, you know, you're setting yourself up for the rest of the day. So, you know, be mindful of, of, of what you put in because that creates your mindset. Right. Oh, that's such a huge point because I've, you know, I catch myself doing that, you know, open up the phone and there's Facebook and then it just draws me down. And I'm actually, I'm starting to realize that now. And like, my body is telling me, stop it, put that <laughs> phone down. So I think that's a huge point too. So listeners, if you are feeling stuck and you're looking for ways to change, get a hold of Lauren, go to her website, say it one more time. And we'll put it in the show notes too, Lauren. It's answerwhatsnext.com. Perfect. All right. Lauren, thank you so much for being my guest today. I was really excited to talk to you. Thank you, Kim. It was great being here. All right. Well, you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Midlife with Courage. I hope that it has inspired and motivated you to live your best life. I'm Kim Benoit, a retired registered nurse, a wife, a mom, and now a certified aromatherapist. To learn more about my story and to get some tools to help you on your health and wellness journey, please go to my website, www.midlifewithcourage.com. You'll find lots of great information there. And if you would like to, go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter so that you are always up to date on what's happening. I promise not to bombard you. I usually send out a newsletter once, maybe twice a month. So check that out. Until next time, take care of your beautiful self, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.